All right, we're going to just start in John chapter 15. And we're going to do begin in verse 1 and read down to 6. John chapter 15, verse 1. This is uh, Jesus talking, red letters, if you have a Bible like that. It says, uh, I am, the, I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he uh, purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine. Ye are the branches, he that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and as withered. And men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. Now we've taught, we mentioned in a previous lesson about this scripture here, uh, about being connected to that vine. And we touched it, I think, kind of briefly and we're going to just kind of expound on that just a little bit on what it's talking about. Now, it's Jesus obviously talking. He's saying that he is the vine and uh, we are the branches. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it uh, that it may bring forth more fruit or that he prunes it. He goes through and trims it. So what Jesus is saying is that you must be connected to him in order to bear fruit. And the fruit that he's referring to is spiritual fruit, right? Uh, love, joy, peace. Uh, if I was a good Christian, I'd have them all memorized. But I'm not, I guess. So uh, there's a lot of... Uh... You know all them? Really? Go for it. Let's hear it. Now you're on the spot. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control. Yeah. Is there seven? So I think there's nine. No, that's gifts. Nine gifts. No, you're right. I think so. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, yeah. Perfect. Nailed it. So, those are the fruits of the Spirit, right? So, if that is being manifested in your life, you are connected to the Spirit of God, right? So uh, those are basically examples uh, are things that are not produced completely and totally in people that do not know Christ. Uh, they will be missing one or the other. But in Christ is, is every one of those operating, right? Because that's who Christ is. He's loving. He's gentle. He's patient. He's long-suffering. He's, he's all that... Uh, that we would expect to be a per perfect person, and that is who Christ is, and we must be connected to Him, because we talked about how a vine works, and the way it uh, the way the way it works is uh, I explained it by like a tree as being similar to a vine. It's nothing more than a large vine, because the trunk is the vine, and then you have branches off of that, and the trunk is what holds all the nutrients. That's the vine. And what, the, what that vine does is it pushes nutrients through the branch and the branch bears fruit. If you cut the branch off from the vine, it can't bear fruit, right? Uh, 
So, uh, anyway, so it must be connected to that vine in order to produce fruit. And I was a little late getting here tonight, obviously. And that was because I was putting a ceiling fan in the girls' room. Because the one they have, uh, it works, but it's really stupid and takes these ridiculously expensive light bulbs that aren't bright. It's retarded. Anyway, uh, so we just bought a new one and was putting it in that, going to sell the old one. But while I was, when I wired it up, I wired it up correctly. I didn't know at the time, but I wired it up correctly, or I thought I knew, but, uh, and went and tested it. When I put it all back, I didn't put it completely together, but I, I had it uh, secured to the ceiling. And when I went back, after I flipped the breaker on, I flipped the light on, the light worked. And then when I went to flip the, uh, the fan on, it flipped the breaker. So then I messed with the wiring and whatever and, and uh, went back and forth and got it figured out that I did have it wired right the first time. But for some reason, whenever I would have the fan hanging down, the fan worked just fine, the light and the fan. But whenever I would secure it up to where it needed to be, it would throw the breaker. And finally, what ended up happening is it actually ended up throwing sparks, which left a black mark, which showed what was happening. And what was happening was, is that uh, whenever I would fasten it up there, it was smashing wires and I guess pressing, pressing one of the hot wires hard enough against the bracket that it uh, smashed the insulation on the, on the wire to allow it to jump through and would short it out. So uh, what I kind of want to talk about is that that power source even though it was connected properly because of something coming in interference uh, somewhere between the power source and the purpose it was intended for, there was an interference in the middle of that which destroyed the whole circuit, right? Because that electricity was going, was jumping to the bracket and was flipping the breaker, which is the safety. If that hadn't have been, then it would have just melted everything and caught fire and who knows what else so what i want to talk about is that though we are connected to the vine though we are connected to to christ through salvation if we allow things in our lives that will hinder the flow of nutrients or current in the electricity if we allow something to interrupt that feed that will disrupt the purpose that god has intended the, the, the barrier that was created with that bracket caused the, the, uh, the ceiling fan to not work properly, right? Though it was wired correctly, though it works just fine, it was, the purpose was hindered because the power source was redirected to where it wasn't supposed to go, right? So in, in Christ, though we may be connected to this vine, we may find blockages. We may find issues to where God's Spirit leading, working through us. We're connected to Christ. He's working through us, working that fruit to be bear, uh, for us to bear fruit through Him. We're going to bear that love, joy, peace, uh, those things Michaela named off uh, that I can't remember for any for the for my life, I guess. Um, those things in order to be bearing that fruit 
the nutrients must flow freely, right? And if anything comes in, in the way of that feed of power, that feed of nutrients, then we will not bear fruit, right? If you have a branch and then you go up about halfway and you put a big cut in it, it's probably not going to bear fruit because that nutrients is going to go elsewhere. Probably to restore the branch or for the branch to die completely. So what, what we find is, is it also, uh, and now I'm not, I'm not much of a, a plant person, but on fruit trees and I guess multiple different kinds of plants, as they grow, they'll grow branches or a branch will grow uh, parts of it that are useless. And people that are really good at it know and they can tell which ones are going to actually help produce fruit on the branch and which are not. And they will cut off that one that is sucking nutrients, right? And that's nothing more than like that bracket on that ceiling fan redirecting that power. It's absorbing the, the benefits of the vine and uh, causing a hindrance in producing the fruit. That's all that bracket was doing. It was wired properly. Uh, everything was done right. It was just managed. Uh, that bracket just managed to get close enough to that copper wire that it stole the power that was coming through. So as we walk with Christ, as we grow with Him, He's working through us, pushing His Spirit through us, allowing, uh, as we allow Christ to work through us and to do things in our lives. Leads us into witnessing, leads us into ministering, leads us into prayer or fasting or whatever that may be. As Christ performs this work, we may find things that will hinder that work, things that will come into our lives, uh, whether uh, not necessarily bad things, but maybe just simple things that are taking our time. Uh, a big one nowadays is like social media. We may find ourselves more interested in looking on Facebook or Instagram or whatever it may be that we don't have an interest in prayer. We don't have an interest in speaking to God. We don't have interest in studying His Word to hearing, uh, from hearing from Him and drawing closer to Him because we've allowed something to come in and hinder that flow of the Spirit, right? Because that flow of the Spirit is simply obedience. We don't, we don't read our Bible to cause the Spirit of God to flow through us. We don't pray to cause the Spirit of God to flow through us. We simply allow the Spirit of God to flow through us, and then He will cause us to desire to pray. He will cause us to, to desire to read. So whenever we find, our li find ourselves in our lives not wanting to pray, there may be a blockage somewhere. There may be something stealing that power source. There may be something stealing that desire, uh, robbing us of that relationship with God. We are a Christian. We are connected to the power source. Everything's wired up right. There is absolutely nothing wrong. But we may have just been pushed in a direction that causes us to focus on something besides God. Right? We may have been put in a position to where there's something stealing the power that God is putting through us. And it might be something as innocent, like I said, as social media, as movies. There's people that love video games. Uh that have a hard time stopping playing video games to, to get to know God, or those that uh, maybe it's a social thing, maybe enjoy hanging out with friends more than actually getting to know God. I know there's a, a lot of pastors 
uh, in this country that have to uh, make themselves stay away from people because they they have such a large congregation or maybe their congregation is a uh, a very social group of people and they enjoy interacting with them as a pastor they uh, they probably really enjoy being a part of their flock really getting to know each other really getting to know what they like what they dislike and i've heard of pastors having to make a deliberate choice to avoid them situations so that they can come and draw closer to god in private prayer in private study in private relationship with god and because of that uh, god revealed that to them because of something as simple and as godly as we would think as spending time as a pastor spending time with the congregation that we would think there's nothing wrong with that. But if God says that that is what is hindering Him being able to perform a work in you, then what is going on may not be keeping you out of hell, or may not, uh, may not be causing you to go to hell, but it may be keeping you from being used of God in a way that He desires to use you. Right? I'm not, so t- tonight we're not talking about something that is pulling you from salvation and sending you to the pits of hell. We're talking about something that is hindering the work of God in your life. And so if you desire it all to draw closer to Christ, to know what he has for you, to hear from him, to receive the calling that he has on your life, maybe if you don't feel that anything's leading you, and I'm not saying that this is the case, but maybe if the reason you're not hearing from God is because he's trying to show you that there's a blockage somewhere. Maybe he's showing you that there's something stealing that flow of nutrients and not allowing you to produce the fruit that he wants you to produce. Maybe there's something that's keeping you from uh, desiring to pray. Maybe there's something keeping you from witnessing to people at school or on the job or whatever the case may be. Uh, Maybe there's something hindering you from studying his word, really getting to know who he is, what he wants for you. And if there's something that's blocking that, then we need to go through and allow God, because we can't do it in ourselves, but we need to allow God to come through and purgeth or prune. Because if he says, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. So as God works in your life, he's going to find these things that are robbing you of producing more fruit. And he will purge that. He will prune it. He will snip it off. He may find, like I said that, uh, I have one particular pastor... He was uh, he was really big in this uh, kind of a group of uh, people throughout the nation, and and every year uh, they would do kind of they called them camp meetings, but they're like revival services, and there's several churches throughout the nation, and they would all take turns doing these kind of camp meetings. Maybe it was intentional, unintentional. I'm not sure how it started, but anyway, they he was a part of that, and he was a big part of that. And he would travel, and he would evangelize to these other churches throughout the year, and he was finding himself traveling, seeking, uh, and, and helping people, ministering here and there. And God spoke to him to not do the camp meetings anymore, to not do anything but stay at his church and focus on his church. Of course, he's a, he's a really social man, likes to be around people the, the way he talks. So this was, a, uh, was something that he never realized was hindering him from God. But God showed him that because he was off doing these other things, though they may have been good things, 
He was ministering the, uh, God's Word. He was ministering to people, drawing them closer to God because of what He was saying. But what He was doing was He was... Uh, what God was showing him was he was neglecting his own congregation. So because of that, he, he chose to obey God. God pruned something that wasn't necessarily bad, but it was causing him to not produce as much fruit. So he remained at his church, uh, fasting and praying and seeking God and focusing on his congregation. And from what I know, uh, from what I've heard, it's been doing great things in his congregation. Been doing amazing things. People are being called. People are being saved, ministered to uh, in ways they never thought was possible. So what we what you find there is that even a man of God, he's, I believe, oh, how old is he? He's either late 60s or 70s. And he's been a pastor for years and years and years. So what you find is a man of God that you would think has it all figured out, but God is finding something to prune him, to correct him, to show him, listen, this is how we can bear more fruit. This is how you can come to know me in a greater way. This is how you can minister to your people even better. And uh, so if, if, a, if a man of God that's been around that long, that's been used of God that much, uh, can be pruned, can be purged, can to, to produce more fruit, then how much more can we be pruned? How much more could God prune of us? How much more things that are in my life that is, uh, in a sense, blocking the flow of the Spirit of God? Uh, so it's simple obedience that we allow God to show us what it is that's hindering our relationship with Him, that's hindering His flow of the Spirit, or the flow of His Spirit, and what's hindering the fruit to be bared on us. Because He's the vine, we are the branches, right? So as, as long as we are uh, sensitive, allowing Him to speak to us, allowing Him to show us, asking Him, talking to Him, Lord, help me to see what it is that's hindering me from moving forward in You. And as He shows that to us, we don't, in our flesh or in ourselves, attempt to achieve whatever it is that He said, but simple obedience by allowing Him to, uh, by allowing Him to show us what it is that He wants us to do and allowing Him to remove it from our lives. Because we don't have the capability. If it's sin, we don't have the ability to overcome sin. It's by His Spirit that we overcome sin. So uh, as we continue in this walk with Christ, we must understand that in order to be bearing fruit, we must not only be connected to Christ, but we must allow Him to purge us, to prune us, so that we can bring forth more fruit. That's how you move, move forward in Christ, is by allowing Him to uh, remove things from us that may be hindering His Spirit to move freely. Because we're not perfect people. And uh, we've talked about that a lot, or mentioned it at least, that we're not perfect, and God doesn't expect us to be perfect. He expects us to accept Christ and allow Christ's Spirit to dwell in us. And because of that, we are perfect, right? Because of the Spirit of God, we are perfect. Uh, I mess up on a regular basis. Uh, 
Not because I want to, but because that's the battle that I face. That's the spiritual warfare. My flesh likes to do bad things, and my spirit likes to do good things. And it's just a matter of what I'm going to allow to operate in my life. And sometimes I'm a bonehead and I choose bad things, right? Because that's what we always do. We always revert back to trying to um, run from God just like Adam did. So it's a, it's a simple walk in allowing Him to show us. Allowing Him to prune us. Allowing Him to remove that, uh, that stuff that we shouldn't be doing and yet we are doing. Or that stuff that is good to be done but is hindering us from drawing closer to Christ. So, still got a lot of time. Uh, why don't we just go ahead and take some time to pray about this if you need to pray about it uh, we don't really have any music so anyway just get a hold of God I'm going to pray because I think I need it thank you Father God for this day thank you for all that you done in this class, Lord, all that you've done in this service. God, thank you for speaking to us, God, that we would hear from you. God, that you would be lifted up and magnified in our lives, that we would be obedient to your word, that we would hear from you. God, that we would allow your spirit to move freely in our lives, Lord, that you would continue to please, that you would cause us to draw closer to you, that you would be manifested in our life that those around us would see that they would see you in our life Lord and we wouldn't uh, hinder your spirit that we wouldn't hinder your work in our lives Lord but that you would be lifted up Lord that you would be glorified in this time we are that you would make us uh, ministers of your word Lord that you would make us witnesses of your grace and of your mercy that you would prove us, that you would remove the things that are hindering that flow of your spirit. God, that you would do a great and mighty work in this youth, Lord, that you would prepare uh, prepare our hearts and our minds to receive you. Lord, that we, you would prepare our hearts and minds that we would draw closer to you and know you in a more intimate and holy way, that you would be magnified in all the earth, that you would be praise and worship of your people, God. We just want to thank you for all that you've done, what you're going to do. And we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for uh, your salvation that you have given us, your sacrifice, what that you have done, God, that we might be able to come before you and talk to you, to speak to you, to worship you, God, that you might keep you are worthy of our praise, you are worthy of our life, Lord, you are worthy of our service, and Jesus.